Hello, good morning, First City family, and Merry Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and that you're still enjoying your time with hopefully friends and family and that you have gotten to just, you, I pray you've had really just the most wonderful time and maybe some time off, some much needed time off, hopefully for all of you, you got that. Um, <laughs> and if you didn't, I'm sorry if it's been busier. If you're in retail, it's probably been even crazier and busier than ever. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning, for coming on and spending time together, even though we're apart as a, as a church family. Uh, today, we're kind of wrapping up our Down to Earth series. And uh, if you've been with us through this whole time, you know we've talked about really the kind of the nativity scene, like the typical nativity scene that you get to see. But one of the things that we've said a couple of times is that the typical nativity scene that you usually see that's out on somebody's lawn or the one that we had in, uh, that we have upstairs at church, then um, you know it's not accurate. There's some things that are that are missing about it. There's some things that are you know kind of off about it. But what it portrays is something so beautiful and so wonderful. And so we talked about uh, we started off talking about the wise men and just how the wise men were these even though they were pagan people, they weren't Jewish people. They didn't know God. They still came and worshipped and brought these gifts. And they really teach us something about worship and teach us something about how to respond when we see the Messiah and when we come to see Jesus and come to know him. And then we talked about the shepherds and really how they represented, you know, the shepherds represented this obedience that the because Jesus is the Lamb of God, the shepherds are really represented in there, that he's the Lamb that took away the sin of the world. And uh, then we got to talk about, Rick talked about Mary and Joseph and really had a lot to say about um, just how they were lived a kind of unexpected life. You know, I think we, we sometimes look at Mary and Joseph and we think they had it so good. They got to be <laughs> mom and dad to Jesus, but there was a lot that would be very, very difficult about that. You know, how would it be for your kid to always be better than you? I don't know. That'd be, that would be tough. But, and just probably the shame that was even brought on um, for Mary being pregnant and out of wedlock and how that was, you know, such a, such a big deal. And so uh, today though, we're focused, our focus is all on Jesus. And I was trying to think, what is it? Because I think many of you've probably heard these Christmas sermons, Christmas series. You've heard about the birth of Jesus. Most of you have read it, you, you know it. And so we're going to read some of it today, but I, I was trying to think, what is it that you may, maybe you need to hear right now as we're closing out 2021, we're coming into 2022. And there was a passage of scripture that I read that I thought was so impactful. And so it's one that you've probably heard many times with the birth of Jesus, but I wanted to read it again and just point something out to you in it. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think that what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. I'll read a piece of this again from verses 32 and 33 of what I just read. And just listen to the words of this. They're very um, impactful words, and there's some meaning behind it that we don't. I don't think we normally pick up on, but it says, this is the angel talking to Mary. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. It says that Jesus will reign on the same throne of his ancestor David. Now, if you've read through the life of Jesus, uh, you'll know that Jesus uh, didn't live a very royal life here on earth. He wasn't sitting on a throne being served. He wasn't um, he didn't really take it easy. He spent his life sacrificing for us and giving for us so that we and other people could know him. And so what is the angel saying here? Is, that, is the angel just wrong? Did the angel lie? Is the angel mistaken? What, what's going on? Or is the angel talking about something in the future? Well, I believe that this is a future event because uh, we know, if you're a follower of Jesus, we know that Jesus will reign forever. His kingdom will last forever. And this is, uh, this is the hope that we have. The thrill of hope, what, you know, the video we've been watching at the very beginning talking about hope. This is the hope that we have, that God sent his son, Jesus, to live a life, this perfect life for us, become a sacrifice for us, and that way we get to be a part of the kingdom of God forever. Now, when will we see this come to fruition? We don't know exactly when Jesus returns, we know that. But this should drastically and dramatically change the way that we live. If you think about our lives over the past two years, 2020 and 2021, uh, they've been the, just the craziest years I think uh, probably any of us have ever seen. Um, with COVID coming in and we've, we're just we're living in a time of political and racial tension. It seems like there's tension in just relationships and with family and friends and people that we talk to. It's, it's just, it's so incredibly common. But Christians, followers of Jesus, those who believe in the Messiah and the hope that he brings should be the ones who are the most at peace. And why is that? Well, it's because we know the end. We know what's going to happen. And I had couple of years ago, I remember watching, um, I'm a football fan, and so watching a football game, and while it was going on, it was an important game, watching my team, and it was an important game, but it was very stressful, and we weren't playing very well, and I ended up, I missed some of it, I couldn't watch all of it. Anyways, so after the game was over, we ended up winning, and I went back to watch the game again. Sometimes I just like to see what we could be doing better, not that the coaches are listening to me for some reason. Uh, but, you know, I went back and watched it again. And when I was watching it the second time, you know, the first time I was, I was like feeling the game, you know, getting a little stressed out. Like, what's going on? Why aren't we playing well? What's, why, these things aren't adding up. Why did we just throw that interception? Why did we fumble? And the second time I watched it, uh, you know, the, the same interception still happened and the same fumble and the same, but none of it mattered. None of it stressed me out. I didn't care really about any of it. 
because I knew that in the end we won. I want you to think about this for our lives. Um, Jesus coming to earth means that if you follow him in the end, you win. You can read the rest of the Bible. Read the book. We We have the answers here. We know that we have this hope because Jesus wins and that his kingdom will reign forever. And so, for us, we should be people that have an incredible, incredible amount of peace in our lives. Um, And if you aren't living life based on that knowledge, I want to encourage you to step into that as we begin this next year. Live life knowing that, hey, you know what, it doesn't really matter that much what happens in my day-to-day. I don't have to be worried about um, diseases. I don't have to be worried about anything. I don't have to be worried about relationships because I have a relationship with the King of Kings. And I'm not saying make light of any of those things. I'm just saying that our ultimate hope, our ultimate uh, peace is going to come from knowing Jesus as Lord and knowing that He is the King and that He reigns forever. And there was a, a, a story about um, in, during Nazi Germany, during the Holocaust, and uh, when the Nazis asked the Jews these, in concentration camps, they would, the Nazis would make the Jews, find, they would find these big piles of logs or rocks and make them move it. Like, we want you to all move that from here over to here. And so the Jews would go out and they would pick it up and carry it and they'd spend all day moving this pile. And then when they were done, the Nazis would say, okay, now we want you to move it back. And so they would think that something is accomplished and that wasn't really accomplished, that they had to just move it back. And it was this back and forth process, this going back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, that, that was really demotivating to, to people, uh, to the Jews. And I feel like some of us are kind of living lives like this, that it's this week to week Uh, We're not really living with eternity in mind. And so we're not thinking forward to what God has in store. And because of that, we're becoming filled with fear and stress. And we're anxious and worried. And I I, I want us, as we close out this year, uh, to focus in on what Jesus has in store for us. The gift that we have in God sending His Son, Jesus, to come and live this life and die for us. As you're thinking about that today, as I'm, I, I want to leave you with this thought, and I, I, um, this thought of Jesus and who he is and what he has in store for you. I want to read this section of scripture from Luke 2. Um, we've already read parts of this as we're talking through this series, but this is just a great thing to, to read through um, during this season. And so if you'll kind of read this with me, let's read together. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, 
and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those on whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Thank you again for joining us online today. We're so grateful that you are here. Um, I want to give you just a couple of updates. I'm going to pray for you and your family and for our church uh, next Sunday, January 2nd, I know it may feel like we're still in Christmas and it's weird to even think about the new year, but that is the first Sunday of the year and we're going to be having a Vision Sunday where I'll be talking about really what our expectations are for this year, set some goals for us, and just we've got some exciting things that are going on that we want to share. Um, and then right after that, so that's January 2nd, then right after that we'll be getting into our 21 days of prayer and fasting on January uh, ninth then and so be ready for that be prepared uh, a lot of times when you're surprised by uh, the fast that um, I don't think we take it as seriously and so begin to prepare your hearts and minds that and begin asking God for this next year to just be the most impactful year that we've ever had and I just want to thank you for um, who you are and for the way that you follow and love Jesus and I pray that you enjoy your time with your family in this week away. But let me go ahead and let's close out in prayer. If you'll pray with me, and um, then I will see you next week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that he made for us. And God, thank you for the decision that you made to send your son uh, to live a perfect life and to pay for our sins so that we wouldn't have to. Today, we celebrate that every day. Help us to remember to celebrate that. We are so grateful for all that you've blessed us with. We ask that the end of this year be the best year, be the best end of a year that it can be, and that 2022 is an impactful year for each of our members, each of our families, for our church as a whole. We pray that lives are impacted uh, for you, God, uh, of new people that come in, that they come to know you, come to a saving relationship with you. And we thank you um, most of all for what you've done for us through Jesus on the cross. We love you, Lord. Thank you for this season and this time of celebration. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great week. Love you all.